0: now you're extreme i am extreme it's all shit uh, uh, this shit is bananas B a n a n a s. this shit is trump T r u m p a n a n e s. what i don't know i don't even know
1: hey everybody welcome to dumb gay politics i'm julie and i'm brandy and this is the podcast where we talk about the week in politics like we're talking about reality tv
2: And we skipped last week's episode, if anybody noticed, because the reality show currently happening in America has gotten way too violent and is not funny in any way. (laughs) And that's a problem when you're doing a comedy podcast about politics. It's really just getting angry. I mean, at
1: this point, you know, it's just a lot of rage. So it's hard to I just and who's got time to craft a joke you know what I mean? I'm just so even angry about that. I don't want to craft a joke it's, about Ukraine or fucking abortion. I just want to be angry about it and guns. There's just so and many killing shootings. and the Republicans and much. how horrible they are and just you know, there's just, it's just it's
2: not funny. None, none of it. No, no, Th- none no, of that no. particular stuff no, is funny. No, I can't even so, think of a. It's not. It's 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 uh, it's certainly no. Melania reading Easter
1: no. b- books. The only <sighs> thing I can think of is Betsy Salkind's joke about abortion where she had a party, an abortion party <laughs> and you came dressed as the person you most wished would have been aborted.
2: Oh, that's that's fun.
1: Yeah. Now that I do think of often and um, you know I mean and then she she said she would go dressed as the Pope. Now I I vacillate I think this year, if I went to that party, I would might be dressed as Mitch McConnell. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to think of who else I would want or maybe Putin. I might be dressed as.
2: Oh, there's so many good ones.
1: I don't know. I might have to do a few different people and change every hour. Yeah. I mean, or she should just
2: have that party every few months. Yeah. You know, yes. Mm -hmm. Well, if you're like us and you need a break from all the to real shit that's happening every day in this country, then you really should consider checking out our Patreon podcast because we don't talk about any depressing politics on that one. No, right, No, we don't. Last week, Julie did a song about me getting socially anxiety drunk at every party and being completely offensive. <laughs> so um, mm-hmm. we're going to play the song for you, uh, but I must warn you that it is completely offensive. <laughs> so <laughs> if you're feeling sensitive... You might not. Uh, you might want to just tick the little fast forward button. I was on a. I don't know what happened. I just. Uh, I just started. Si- just playing
1: some music and um just came out. Well, we were on our way to a party. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right.
2: In front of all the crowd, like, hey, any requests? <laughs> yeah, it's I like wish I could really pianos. play it. There's a puss on the side of the road. <laughs> yeah, I want to be able to. No, what? keep going. What is the puss doing on the side of the road? Is it slapped (laughs) on the side of the road? There's a
0: puss on the side of the road. And
1: it wants our help.
2: It's Joe Cocker.
1: Oh, well, thank you.
0: (laughs) Puss, 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 puss. That's what they call you. Puss, 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 puss. puss, That's your new name. Because you
2: don't open emails.
0: Puss, 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 puss. That's what they call you. There's no, uh, no. Call you, call you, there's no other name for you now. Oh.
1: Mm. There's no but other why? name But why am I called Puss you. Puss. Puss. Mm. Okay.
0: You don't want to open emails. <laughs> you don't want to go to work. Uh, or parties. You don't want to go to parties. You don't want to go. No. You don't want to talk to people. No. You don't want to do much of anything Don't want to leave the house
2: <laughs> I don't like driving It's like a duet Yeah
0: You don't <laughs> want to do uh, any of the things Puss, 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 puss That's your name
2: Yeah, I'm a stress pig and a puss, puss <gasps> Maybe you're like puss, puss, uh, and it's like stress I pig I know a
0: guy named Stress Pig <laughs> He lives on my block. He lives right down the street from a lady named puss puss. <laughs> stress pig and puss puss. <laughs> oh, stress pig and puss puss. Oh yeah. Stress pig and puss puss. I mean they're one and the same. Night, long, long.
2: stressed pig and puss puss are best friends in this town i mean i wouldn't want them at my party (laughs) that's who's showing up to the party right now stressed pig and puss puss (laughs) Mm. like how are you stressed and a puss and it's like uh easily i'm a stressed puss in the bathroom hiding because i don't want to have conversations
0: stressed pig and puss puss went to the party and lock themselves in the bathroom. <laughs> stress pig and puss puss ate all the burgers. Now no one wants them around. <laughs> My nose is running. Oh.
2: I hope that happens at the party. <laughs> that can just be one more element yeah. I'm stressed out about. Stress pig and p- stress
1: pig and puss puss. I
2: don't want it to manifest mm. itself because you know what? Stress pig and puss puss—they inevitably get a t- little too drunky drunk, don't they?
1: They're falling out of
0: the doors And onto the curbside Who is it once again?
2: Talking too loud Repeating themselves (laughs) Yes Thinking they're (laughs) hilarious when they're not Being offensive but not knowing it Until days later when someone goes Yeah, no, everyone was offended by that It's like, oh, right That checks out That checks out Um.
0: Oops Post can't help, but say that your baby is hot. stress <laughs> can't help, but say your wife is hot. stress yep. can't help herself, and say that your son is hot. <laughs>
2: son is hot. Yeah, so I said your baby was sexy 50 times, and then finally it's like, she's three months old, and I need you she to stop saying She said friending.
0: she wants to make love to <laughs> your baby. <laughs> so many times a day she said she wants to make love to your
1: little baby too many times to say and now it's we're coming home to roost
0: nobody wants to hang out with and now we're not invited to these parties no we're
2: fired in fact Real things that have happened to Stress Pig and Puss Puss. These are real scenarios that have occurred in real life, where people are like, we're thinking about pressing charges on Puss Puss, and then Stress Pig has to go. You know what? Let's hold. Let's put a hold on it. I'll talk to Puss Puss, and I'll make sure that she shouldn't be incarcerated um, for her apparently verbal threats to you of um, sexual (laughs) violations.
0: Just wanted to make love to your baby. Why is that so bad? Oh my she God. She just wanted to make love to your baby. It's <laughs> oh not God. like she was being violent. She just wanted to.
2: Make or make serious. Love to your baby. Or serious. Or real. Or real. Yeah. It's a joke. It's hyperbole because your baby's so beautiful.
1: And your husband. And your son. <laughs> and your sister. And,
2: and your aunt. And your mom. Your mom and, and your grandma. And
1: everyone. And grandma
2: and grandpa too. An Abe Lincoln. You should just take an imaginary ghost. (laughs) Oh.
1: (sighs) Wow. Well, if that offended you in any way, please know that it was just a joke. Brandy has never, ever told someone she wants to make love
2: to their baby. I have, however, told many people that their baby is sexy. That's true. So if you don't like that, definitely don't subscribe to our Patreon. Cause I mean, and mothers, fathers, brothers, sisters, right. wives,
1: cousins, and every person. Right. But said that's that not sexy.
2: inappropriate to when I tell someone a hundred times their baby is sexy when I'm drunk. That is true. I mean, and they're like, um, <laughs> God, get the pedo away from me.
1: But it is a joke yeah. and it is just, it is just a complimentary show of love. Yeah. Now, If you do like it, then immediately go to our website, julianbrandy.com, and you can find all the links to check out our Patreon podcast. We do two a week, every week, and they're a dollar each. You can choose to sign up for one a week or two a week. They're both an hour long, and there's no
2: ads and no politics. And it's not not all problematic songs. (laughs) It's really just basically an hour of me interrupting Julie and us talk over each other the whole time, Um, and just being insufferable in general. But you know what? What? It was good enough for Skylar Atkins, who said that it was our Patreon podcast oh, no. that got them through writing their entire thesis Wow! and also getting two, not one, but two different degrees. So if you want to be successful like Skylar, then you really might want to consider signing up for our
3: Patreon.
1: And Skylar sent the thesis. I mean, it is. It's a real a thesis. huge thesis. Like a book. I mean, it's like a book. Um, And the note says, Julie and Brandy, I meant to send this quite literally a year ago, but the price to ship it then was audacious. So here we are. I wanted to send you two lovely ladies a copy of my thesis because quite honestly, I couldn't have finished it or either of my degrees really without you. When Trumple Still Skin was elected, the regular weed podcast became a safe place to me and kept me from losing my goddamn mind at everything happening. And the Patreon was a godsend. No matter how down and hopeless I felt, listening to you always got me back to a good place. Every page of this thesis and approximately 95% of all other assignments was done listening to your voices. I cannot thank either one of you enough, but hopefully a mention in the acknowledgement section is somewhere to begin. Love you both so very much, Skylar Adkins. P.S. Fuck that TV show and them kids. Bigger and better things are coming, and I will support whatever it may be, hundred percent. That is so nice. It's going. Wow, we're
2: in the thesis. It's going on our bookshelf, wow. and we're keeping it forever. Tell the title of the thesis because Skylar. Yeah. P.S. You're gonna need to immediately go on the Patreon because everybody's going to want to know the results of the thesis. Yeah. Because we, when we looked at the title, we, we were all like. Well, what's the answer? Because bitch, we ain't reading this because it's hundred million pages
1: long. Uh, running head: Electrical stimulation versus exercise effects of electrical stimulation versus exercise on abdominal abdominal muscle activity, abdominal s- muscle strength and endurance, and fat and
2: muscle thickness of the abdomen. So basically, does the uh, wow. does it work? An electronic electronic stimulation of the stomach muscles the abdominal muscles is it in anywhere as effective um as exercise if so we all gonna need to get stomach electronic sim- I, stimulators i know i need i know i need
1: that i just want to say that in the acknowledgement where skylar put the uh, arrow of where we're mentioned and it says I would like to thank Julie and Brandy for always being there to give me a reason to smile and laugh throughout every single hardship in school and my personal life. I would not have been able to be in the positive mindset I needed to be as successful without the endless laughs you provided me. <gasps> I mean, we're in there with like the mom, the dad, <laughs> all these people. That is so. Dustin Orinchuk. I mean, just all these people. Oh, Dustin made it? Dustin Orinchuk and Maria Martinez are in there.
2: Martinez or Martinez? Oh, Martinez. I know I can't talk lately. <laughs> I am God. like really 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 honored and yeah. that was makes nice. me feel like um, the work we do here isn't fucking for nothing because yeah. I can tell you this—it's not for any money. Um,
0: <laughs> so. Well,
2: we wrote a thesis, so we got that done. Yeah, we've, we've got had, that. We've born children. We wrote a yeah. thesis. Well, that thesis is one of our new DGP babies. It really and is. honestly, I haven't felt—I haven't felt that this podcast mattered. That you know, the last time I thought this podcast mattered, when? When fucking Todd. <laughs> got us the the band season (laughs) of American Idol. When we looked everywhere, we swept the internet. We asked other people in the industry who know everything (laughs) about reality TV. We asked Johnny, he's a Nicki Minaj expert. We wanted to watch the entire season. Nicki Minaj and American, I mean, Mariah Carey and Johnny's like, you're going to have to go on Reddit and, and, and go to the subreddits and ask the super fans. And I'm like, you know what? Let's just put it out there on the podcast. And Todd found it and sent it to us. Yep. And I really was like, "Does this podcast matter?" <laughs> I and mean, it does. It's crazy. Someone found us something that you can. We got. S- I'm like this at this point. I'm just like, "Well, shit, man. What else could we ask for? Like, maybe they know where some secret treasure is." <laughs> yeah. No. No shit. Well, you know what? Speaking of
1: Todd. And because of Todd hooking us up with the Contraband American Idol, that is what inspired us to come up with the idea of hosting our very own Patreon Idol, where our Patreon family gets to submit songs to us that we're going to play on the Patreon. And we are not going to judge them, but we're going to give out awards like Funniest or Most Beautiful or Most Heartfelt or Most Gay or like... Or Most Dumb, since
2: that's a a dumb gay.
1: um, Like, Most, like...
2: I don't know. Most highest voice. Oh, yeah. Like, um, yeah. Like, loving the fucking alto. Yeah. Best range. Best
1: vibrato. Oh, range. We're going to also
2: maybe do suggestions for different songs we'd like to hear them sing. Yes. Um, yes. And it's going to be very professional. We've got So many submissions. Yes,
1: it's amazing. It's
2: really amazing. I'm
1: sorry, it's going to be fucking amazing.
2: We have some that people are just like, it's just jokes, you know, funny ones they're just doing. Perfect. And then I'm still waiting for someone to send them in playing just the piano. We don't have Mm -hmm. any, just because we said you could, if you just play guitar, you you can shred some cookies. Mm -hmm. You could fucking tickle the ivories. Sure. You could could blow the hoops. (laughs) You could you could push the corns, you can do whatever. Push the corns. Do whatever you do. Um, you can do a harmonica. Maybe oh, that's your I, we shit. Love a harmonica. And you know, and Nacho loves it, it's his very yeah. favorite. Mm-hmm. If if you send in a harmonica, um, Diddy, I'll tell you right now it'll be Nacho's favorite. That's the award yes. you're getting.
1: Yeah.
2: We'll let Nacho sing along with it. Um, and real quick, um, we are so excited for Patreon Idol. Can't wait! I just want to say we got a big box of treats from our girl Susan Stone from Texas. <sighs> our bitch who came out to yes. to our Atlanta show. Mm-hmm. We love Susan, and and she sent the sweetest note. And this and we're already like eating the treats in there. I am um, five. Fucking r- birthday cake, Rice crispy yeah. treats in. So, Suze, we're going to go oh, talk about your box in detail next week because we <laughs> ran out of time this right. week and we want to be able to give your box its due and <laughs> you because we love you.
1: We now interrupt our regularly scheduled JoJo and Kiki because we're dying to find out what life is really like for a regular, everyday American rabbi. <laughs> This is our segment called Everyday People, where we get to talk to an everyday person from a different country, industry, or lifestyle than us. In the rotted age of social media, we all weigh in on issues removed from our own lives, from Russia's invasion of Ukraine to racist Trump supporters invading grocery stores. But we don't really know what we're talking about until we hear from everyday people directly involved in those situations.
2: Over the course of the pandemic and since, cases of anti-Semitism and hate crimes against Jewish people have ticked up exponentially. On this podcast, we recently talked to an everyday Israeli named Moses Hackman, Mm -hmm. who told us what everyday life is like in Israel. And of course, we have our handsome Jewish rage baby, (laughs) Julie, weighing in on... Everything, every single week through her Jewish lesbian lens. But the only super extra Jewish person we've ever had on the podcast is Julie's mom, Phyllis. (laughs) Phyllis Goldman is like for real Jewish, like goes to Temple Jewish, like helps people Jewish, like teaches children Hebrew Jewish. Mm -hmm. And Phyllis has outdone herself once again because today she has hooked us up with an actual freaking (laughs) rabbi and yes i said freaking instead of the other alternative jewish stuff aside in the five years we've had this podcast we've had on some pretty impressive guests Mm -hmm. i must say Mm -hmm. but we've never had on any leader of any religious institution so this is hugely significant for us right (sighs) now it's huge it's so huge (laughs) Uh, And he's not just any
1: rabbi. He's the rabbi of my hometown temple, (laughs) Temple Amuna in Lexington, Massachusetts, though. He wasn't my childhood rabbi, Rabbi Eisenman, rest in peace, bud. He is currently my parents everyday rabbi, which is why when he recently wrote an email supporting a woman's right to choose on behalf of Temple Amuna, my mother called me immediately and said, Julie. Julie. You have to read this email from Rabbi Lerner on your podcast. You're not going to believe it. It's so good. (laughs) I read the whole thing twice and
2: then called Brandy and read the whole thing out loud to her. And you know what? Phyllis was right. She was right. She's always right. Always. It was more than good. The email kicked so much ass that we immediately (laughs) asked him if he would come on the podcast and personally read his important message to our 14 listeners. And luckily for us, he agreed. And then... We found out that he started an organization to help stop gun violence and advocate for stronger gun legislation. It's crazy! (laughs) His resume of
1: community activism is too long to list, but he truly is a mensch who is working tirelessly to intertwine crucial liberal political ideology together with Judaism. We are so honored he agreed to be on our stupid podcast. So without further ado, please welcome everyday (laughs) rabbi, Rabbi David Lerner.
3: Shalom, Rabbi. Shalom,
2: Shalom, <laughs>
3: Mazel Tov. <laughs> Thank you, and it, it is a Mazel Tov. I'm so excited to be here. This is my first uh, time on your podcast, so I'm I'm thrilled. First, I'm thrilled. and I'm sure. We'll probably, we'll probably hope we'll hope first so many, it. yeah, that's right. First so many, we I mean, hope so.
2: There's going to be so many times that you're going to be able to weigh in. I feel. I oh, feel a like change is coming. I do too. And so, one, I do too. So let's just get right into it. We know you're wait. very busy. Okay. Yeah, I just
3: got to say one thing. Yeah, uh, you mentioned your childhood rabbi, and I just got to clear the air. He's not deceased. So I just uh, felt like <laughs> I just, I just, he I isn't like that. Hey, rest I in peace, not. bud. He, he, I he's mean. in florida which i know has its own issues
1: but you know uh. well i'm horribly horrified that rabbi eisenman i'm so sorry you're actually not you're living well with many gold chains and a nice glistening tan in florida i hope for you many wonderful healthy more years and um so thank you for telling us that tax rabbi. free state tax-free years good for you yeah now let's yeah. get right into it uh, rabbi lerner we know you're very busy As we said in the intro, we were absolutely shook when we read your email about a woman's right to choose. Would you mind, please, reading a bit of your statement?
3: It would be a pleasure. Um, Dear friends, we hope this email finds you well and that you enjoyed Yoma Atzma'ut, Israel Independence Day. Like many of you, we were disturbed to learn this week that the Supreme Court appears... To be planning to overturn the constitutionality of reproductive, reproductive rights. Our tradition teaches choose life. Jews have long understood this to mean that access to comprehensive health care is a Jewish value. It also means that the life of a living person takes precedence over a potential life. Mm. This is explicitly described in a law in Exodus when a woman loses her fetus and the Torah considers the loss, though tragic, as different from a living person's death. As with any other issue, there is a range of opinions about abortion within Judaism. But the common principle is that all of those opinions are anchored in the value of life, and that in case of any danger to a pregnant person, whether physical or emotional or otherwise, an abortion may be permitted and in some cases required many of the laws and proposed laws that would go into effect if the supreme court reverses roe v wade would prevent pregnant people from receiving life-saving health care privileging potential life over the life of a living human being these laws besides violating people's human rights to health care also violate freedom of religion It would criminalize the act of not just of abortion, but of a rabbi advising someone to have an abortion in a situation where Jewish law requires it. The draft ruling, which uproots the constitutional right to privacy and bodily autonomy, has the potential to remove other rights as well. Those threatened rights include the rights of LGBTQ, people to marry, hold a job, or get an education, Bodily autonomy and privacy are also key components to keeping LGBTQ people safe, including access to gender-affirming care by transgender kids with the support of their families and medical professionals. The Rabbinical Assembly, the International Association of Conservative Rabbis, has issued a statement calling for, quote, full access for all those who need abortions to the entire spectrum of reproductive health care, end quote.
2: (gasps) Slow clap for justice. I mean, I've never heard anything like that from any religious, yeah, anything. denominational no. religion no. ever. No, we can't, no, we, can't see, sort. No. we were, couldn't if believe it. If more people
3: heard that, if more people heard that, I think religion would be, you know, would be doing better. Well, 14 think? people oh. just heard it <laughs> 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 while you were
1: reading it. I thought to myself, I was like, God, and that's exactly what I thought. I thought if, if religion was like that, I would go to. Tem- temple.
2: <laughs> okay, so to that, the part um, about Exodus, yes, whatever that may be, really, <laughs> really blew our minds. Okay, so we want to be able to use this information to own and destroy people during debates. Okay, mm-hmm. like pro-life, mm. pro-choice debates. Yeah, can you please yeah. just go into more detail and explain to us as if we were religious pro-life people who use the Bible to affirm the belief that abortion is wrong and life begins at conception and abortion should be outlawed Mm. no matter what. Like, tell us how, how is this, this blown out of the water?
3: Yeah. So this is a great source to use because when someone's coming to you and, and giving that opinion, you can say, well, what about the Bible? Because in Exodus chapter 21 verses 22 through 23, and by the way, chapter and verse, makes you look like
2: Yeah, yeah. Say it again because yes. Julie already grabbed it already pen. wrote it Pe- down. People are diving for their Ch- pens.
3: Chapter twenty one, verses twenty two through twenty three of Exodus. Boom. And, <laughs> and this is Mike.
1: And this and, is the know, Bible, Rabbi, this is could this is any Bible, correct? This is any Bible.
3: Just like pull one off well the shelf, the well, maybe not, but you know, pull one off the internet, whatever. And it's right there. Okay and it says and it's like you get into a fight Two men, of course, because men (laughs) seem to have a problem with that. Uh, But, you know, men are fighting, and one of them pushes a pregnant woman, you know, and and so this is great, and a miscarriage results. But there's no other problem. As it says here, misfortune ensues. The one responsible, right, the one who, who hurt this woman, shall be fined as the woman's husband may exact from him. And obviously, this is speaking to a time... Which was pretty misogynistic and not equal right men had all the rights and, and women did not so the the woman's husband can then say this is what you owe me for this miscarriage um but if something else occurs like the woman god forbid is killed then it's you know it's it's death death for death and the bible is you know pretty serious about killing people and people interpret this in different ways but the standard Jewish interpretation, which is what I can give you, is brought by the awesome doctor, um, really cool philosopher of the 12th century, Spain, Egypt, Maimonides. I don't know if he's been on the show earlier, maybe. <laughs> Not, um, yet. Not yet, You should definitely invite reach him. Reach that um, to his <laughs>
2: representation.
3: Okay, well, he, he, you know, he's got a lot of people that you might need to work through. Um, he, he makes it very clear that it is not the same there is not the same concern that is applied to a miscarried fetus right it is not the same you are paying damage there but it's not culpable for murder of a person because an unborn fetus is not considered a person in Jewish law and that's just you know and, and that's a straight up reading of the Bible so you know when you get into that situation
2: just, just go to the Bible. We got to put that and in we, our phones. The verse, uh, yeah, and the and the chapter. I mean, in the uh, a pillar, I feel of Judaism is common sense. When you read it out, <laughs> I felt like it sounded well. The miscarriage did not; it resulted in a fine. Yeah, if she were to die, it was death for death. Right, and there's a different that's weight it. on a living woman. They make they think of the. I mean, that's the way I interpreted and, and, it. As and well. by
3: the way, the Bible wasn't like super, you know egalitarian let's just say (laughs) you know to be gentle here that they you know they didn't weren't big on women's rights in all cases Mm -hmm. although it was kind of progressive for its time which would be a whole different podcast but here (laughs) but but here they're clear and and it's it's not it's not the same
1: where where are they getting it then where I guess I would mainly say Christians because that's who we always hear from at least in this country where are they getting it in the Bible where are they looking where they're saying abortion is or life wrong, begins or concession. life begins i mean it feels like it's made up
3: yeah so you know i'm not an expert in christianity um i do know that jesus was jewish so i do have like some basic <laughs> you know knowledge um but i think they're going to the idea that like you know life is life and you know this can become life so therefore let's let's go back and and, you know we're going to go right back to it to the beginning and say okay it's life, yeah it's life okay don't forget christianity has a very different view of sexuality i think that you know this is a little uncomfortable and i don't want to make your christian uh listeners feel uncomfortable but in general you know classic christianity had a not super positive view of sexuality Mm mm-hmm um and really saw it as about procreation and so that's the emphasis right it's kind of you know so judaism was something in the middle like you know you can have enjoyment uh in in there should be pleasure in sex but you know it did also want you know procreation but it's kind of a middle road approach there were some traditions that said you know whatever you want to do is fine so there is a range there and i think that christianity's focus that on some level, sexuality might be a sin, but we allow it because of procreation, and we want kids. That's um, definitely
2: how it feels, yeah, in there, yeah, yeah. As someone who had to go to those churches,
1: well, I also loved, or we loved, the part where you wrote about freedom of religion, and I think this is like the the showstopper here. Of yeah, the, of, you loved of, it; of the it letter. went right over my head. I I think it was so. <laughs> I you know, I we j- I never of all the debates and all the world that I've had, even in my own mind. I never, I just, I just thought that this was just so astute. So basically you write um, and express how these new laws will be detrimental to freedom of religion to other religions. And Mm -hmm. no one ever talks talks about about that of religion. And so if you wouldn't mind, right. Like talking about how freedom of religion could potentially be detrimental to Judaism or other religions, that it's only specific to Christianity.
3: Right, and let's just be fair here. There are lots of Christian groups that are totally angry and, you know, really really upset. Yeah, because there's a lot of liberal Christians um, who are very upset by this. This is not their interpretation. This is a very, uh, you know, narrow view, maybe evangelical Christians, you know, Catholics, uh, for the most part, mm. um, Baptist, super you know,
2: Southern Baptist, I would mm-hmm. have to say. Yeah. Probably.
3: Yeah. I and mean, what about orthodox a lot of them in Massachusetts? Um, but right. That's true. What about Orthodox
2: <laughs> Jews? Are they into this?
3: So orth- orthodox Jews are a little bit, you know, tricky. And I don't I mean that some of my friends are Orthodox, you know, as they like to say, mm-hmm. um, but <laughs> they are, you know, on the most part they do allow for abortion in certain cases. Um, But in general, they're not in favor of it, which, which maybe is true for other cases. And I think they haven't come out with as strong a statement because they might, you know, go to a, you know, they don't want people to get abortions after a certain time. And in general, I think they have a slightly more restrictive view of abortion. But there are many Orthodox rabbis who are absolutely like, this is the wrong opinion. I need to have my own freedom. And I think this is ridiculous because... Why is your view of religion and the start of a human life superseding my view? Who are you? Yeah,
2: is there a pathway in the Supreme Court for for the freedom of religion for, for Jewish people?
3: I mean, I think there will be, I mean, I hope there will be a lawsuit that is brought to say, you have negated my freedom of religion. It's great that you have this view. Yeah. Maybe it's not great, but whatever. Like, why do you get to... Do you to want to spearhead that, me? Julie?
1: I do want to spearhead that. Because ultimately, at the end of the day, <laughs> and what you said in your email and what you're saying now to me means freedom of religion, th- th- it will be a never-ending, it's it's never-ending, it's infinite. Because my beliefs, every single individual person's belief system could supersede someone else's or cancel it out or not be the same. Or So if we have freedom of religion, then everyone's religious beliefs have to be respected. And it's just not... You can't ever legislate anything within that realm because it will step on someone's toes.
3: A hundred percent. I mean, they're stepping on people's toes in a big way. And I think that there's there's this great hypocrisy here. Yeah. That you know, life has to be affirmed in all cases. But once you're born, whatever you know, like you're on your own. Hope you make it. That <laughs> whole approach is like is a real problem, and I and that's what I see and hear. And it flies in the face, I think of so many religious traditions. And I think people have lost the forest for the trees here.
1: Are rabbis coming together, do you know, or or I know you're in it, like in an assembly of rabbis? Are rabbis coming together to try and figure out you know what they're gonna do as far as going to the Supreme Court or proposing legislation? or is there anything that you know that's being prepared?
3: yeah there's a website called rabbis for repro oh. um and it's run <laughs> by the just that's you know, hot wanna, that's hot i just want to want to put that out there it's uh already organized by the national council of jewish women uh, uh, um
2: uh, that, listen that's our charity that's where we that's where we donate definitely
3: donate exclusively, to exclusively
2: exclusively that's, that's where true. we
3: donate um yeah. And so they are speaking out. They are working on this. I don't know if they already have a lawsuit. You know what I mean? Like,
2: Well, to that know, point, that- let me ask you. So the religious right are absolutely savage when it comes to manipulating legislation from school boards to the Senate. They're, they are out there getting their crappy candidates elected. <laughs> Are Jewish leaders of any kind organizing around specific candidates in red states or red counties? There's got to be grody red areas in Massachusetts. (laughs) I mean, they're not called mass holes for nothing. Like for the (laughs) midterm elections in November. Is that something that like the assembly of rabbis prioritizes? Because, I mean, we got to get like
3: strategic here. Mm -hmm. So that's really interesting because we I think, you know, we do value that we are, you know, we're tax exempt. We're a religious institution, and we're not supposed to pick candidates or political parties. We argue vociferously on issues, but we're not, like, picking a, a particular candidate. I could can do that personally, right. but we're not doing that as a movement because then, in essence, we lose our you know tax-exempt status. There might be some religious groups that sort of... They do it through dark money. Lines. I know. They do it all the they time. Christians seem to do it fine.
2: And they, because well, they support I, abortion, let's say, or, I mean, for their pro-life, mm-hmm. they will then through their dark money movements push like you know donate huge amounts to certain candidates to get them through because they're pro-life can't we do anything shady like this so you can only do it because because
3: we're all angry i mean we're upset and it's not fair i mean basically on some basic level we all have to see this political system doesn't work Mm. right wyoming has two senators in california where you guys are there's two senators mm-hmm. and, and the whole system makes no sense so you have a minority of the country electing representatives who then put in a supreme court that is antithetical to so many values right almost yeah. everyone in the country agrees there should be background checks people agree that there should be reproductive freedom certainly in in many cases and we all agree we can't get anything done nothing we cannot pass as we would say in Yiddish, a gun <laughs> law that has any common sense. No. You haven't I used FACOCTA in a long time. No, I miss haven't. it. I know. I miss it. I, I might I get it. in trouble for that. So, I, you know, if well, I we'll do I'm it gonna send people to you. Okay, no, good. I, need, you
2: know, <laughs> I mean,. Okay, well, I want to ask this. I'm super curious about this, and just please, I've already gotten you in trouble. I mean, this is kind of the cornerstone of this podcast, quite frankly. We've gotten people fired. You know what I mean? Getting people in trouble. I yeah. Love it. Um, <laughs> and please forgive my ignorance, but I feel like some kind of Jewish value. Yeah. Right there, but, you know. I feel like there's, um, I've just been. We are pretty big fans of The View, and we had to be mm. um, suffer through like a whole Megan McCain like you know period in our lives, and through this. I started to see that there's like this, what I interpret as a divide in the Jewish community, particularly through like the coast, the coastal states versus Mm -hmm. the middle of the country where somehow effing Republicans have convinced (laughs) a lot of Jewish people in the middle of America that Republicans are not only like, they're they're, they're the champions of Israel and that Democrats are 100% Mm. across the board pro-Palestine, and, and not only that, but anti-Israel. So now you've got mm-hmm. a lot of, like, what I believe to be good people that are Jewish, that aren't racist, they're not homophobic, but they vote Republican because they, they think Democrats are against Israel. Am I on glue, or is this actually <laughs> happening?
3: <sighs> I mean, you, there's so much there, like the coasts, in the middle of the country, and I have, you know, I mean, taking who are away demographics, so, are, are Republicans...
2: You know, are, 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 do do Jewish people? Some people think Democrats are against Israel because Absolutely. that hurts Julie Absolutely. to the
3: core. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think what's happened is that people have made Israel into a divisive issue and a wedge issue, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of people, unfortunately, on mm-hmm. the right, did that, thinking like this was a way to get Jews to vote this way, mm-hmm. and instead, what it's done is it's turned off. A good chunk of the Democratic Party to Israel, and it's been a total fail.
2: Yeah, and it's if been Jewish, To it, it would work on me. I have to say, it would work on me. It would. I just know that I'm <sighs> stupid like that, and I would just be basic. Yeah, so a, a didn't basic
1: work lick. on me. It did not work on me, and it's turned me the complete and, uh, opposite direction. What? How?
3: To tell us, yeah, I, I mean, know you're so about you to. You do have. You have. To, you have Democrats who have gone really strongly against Israel. Um, no, you I'm know, saying, I, let me
2: just clarify. I didn't mean I would turn against Israel. I mean, the Republicans would get me. That's what I mean. If I were Jewish... The yeah, you, you, you would be yes, pro-Israel. Yeah. and I'd be like, right. I'd believe it. I'd be like... Right. Oh, Republicans are the only ones that love Israel. Yeah, and right. I'd fall for it. Right. Because they do it so well yeah. and strongly. And if you're barely paying attention... Right. Okay, go on. I just right. have to clarify.
3: Well, so, I mean... You know, what, what can I say? Like, on a simple level, the Republicans have come out very strongly supportive of Israel and they don't have, you know, that, that group that's on the far left that the Democrats do that have mm. really come out against Israel and that group is growing. But I would say this, that coming out just for Israel isn't always good for Israel. Like, you need to come out for Israel in a way that's... Sensitive, and I know we're going to jump yeah. right into you know yeah. this tricky topic here. <laughs> That's what we but want. We need to be sensitive. Yeah. Well, let's do it. Yeah. And, and there are two people living there. It is a very complicated mess, and I think both sides have, have you know, uh, you know, I guess we can use the word "eft." Have effed <laughs> this thing up and mm-hmm. made a mess of, of that whole area, and it's made it worse. And if you come out strong on either side really strong far right far left you are not supporting the middle and by the way this is a problem in the world yeah right we have the whole world moving to extremes yeah this polarization in religion in politics in peacemaking i mean what you need to do with people is sit down and try to listen reasonably even on abortion like can i sit down and listen to someone who really feels like this isn't good you know, we're aborting fetuses too late in the term and you could say, yeah, maybe, you know, there's some truth there, but what about this woman who has an ectopic pregnancy? Should she really have to fly to, you know, another country or another part of our country to have, you know, what she needs to stay healthy or this other situation and just like talk it out. Why can't we talk anymore?
2: I don't know. Yeah, well, you're, yeah. You're, you're a thousand percent right. Julie had a she had a single tear trickling down her face about about your 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 moderateness on Israel Palestine until you suggested possibly being moderate on abortion, and then I saw the tear dry up before my eyes. Oh, I saw. Well, nope,
3: I will not listen. I won't listen. Well, I'm, I think like no. I mean you know my views. You know my views. I wrote them, but I think like. To be a passionate moderate, which is like, no one mm-hmm. wants to be that. That's no. like you're a total oh, I love that. I'm going to name I, that. I, We're
2: naming the episode that. Passionate moderate. I think, I think I you're absolutely that. right. And, I, you know, you know,
1: I think that it's a skill. And certainly as a rabbi, it's one I'm sure that you hone on a daily because you deal with people and their own individual issues and everyone's different. And I've certainly had to <laughs> come from the extreme <laughs> to come into the middle to start to try and understand because nothing will get done if we can't understand someone else's side now, certainly except when it comes to abortion, but <laughs> uh, other than that, <laughs> I, I think that, no, but I do think that's absolutely true. And that it's what we're missing yeah. in, across the board in the world. I mean, and I think it's pretty yeah. obvious.
2: Israel, Palestine has become microcosm of like the, uh, the whole entire thing. It's like, we're turning but I, into that though.
1: I will, the, when your opinion though, when it comes to Israel and Palestine, people are extreme. And just like everything else, they also have no information and are going Mm. on what they're being told in the moment without any historical understanding or information, which is what drives me crazy. And then you're they're making and certainly the Republicans are coming to the table, just making these accusations. And then you have the far left Ilhan Omar is making their uh, Mm -hmm. accusations without anything to back it up, without any sort of understanding And it's like, certainly if we see somebody shot and killed, it's horrible. Nobody wants to see a kid get killed or, you know, all of it's Mm. awful. But I I don't know. I don't even know what my question is Well, you sound
2: exactly like (laughs) Moses, who we had on, who lived in Israel. And you sound without having, I'm assuming you've never lived there. I'm sure you've been, but you sound like him. And that's somebody Uh, who's Jewish who lived there who said that, you know, this is awful on both sides and we need to come together. He
1: he said to us that he, 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 what he told us was that the entirety of Israel and Palestine, every single human being that lives there is a person who lives in trauma. And Mm. that has sort of stuck with both of us being that like, you can't certainly talk about a situation where every single person is living in trauma without trying to understand every single person and their experience. And I do think that's what's missing.
3: I lived there for a few years and it was traumatic. It was wonderful. Mm. It's an incredible place to live. I have lots of family there, but it is a place that's constantly undergoing trauma. And I think this country is also undergoing trauma. We've got the COVID trauma. We've got gun violence trauma. We've got political trauma. We've got, you know, we're all living with climate trauma. I mean, we don't even know what's going to, you know, the amount of trauma we're dealing with makes you into, you know, pushes you into a state of anxiety. A monster, yeah. Which means you're afraid. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're afraid, you lash out. And so we get these crazy tweets on so many topics that are like, you know, boom, 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 free Palestine, pro-life, this, that, whatever it is. And people are like, oh, yeah, of course, you know, whatever you said. And <laughs> this Elon Musk, like, Twitter Ugh. freedom to just, like, blow everything up. Mm-hmm. It's blowing everything up. And, and you it, know what? It's... Let me
2: do that for for the last, before we let you go. I, wanna... I feel like because of um, this trauma, like you said, we're all living in fear. There's some kind of weird, like, vacillating back and forth of, like, who's who's the predator and who's the prey? Like, we mm-hmm. all feel hunted. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm the one. They're against me. And then, then mm-hmm. they feel hunted. We're against them. Right. And we're like, QAnons should all go to jail, or whatever. <laughs> I, I would have said something more extreme if it wasn't you. But I'm trying to be respectful. <laughs> like, please, believe. Um, but it's like, we constantly go back and forth between who's the predator and who's the prey. And then it all comes down now, where there's no way they're going to give up their guns, because they're so scared that And no one even's asking them to give up all their guns, but they're so scared to live without this protection that it's like, it's all going to come down to this final issue and they will never budge on it because we're all living in, in, in PTSD and in fear. And it's like, and you have a, you're a huge like advocate for gun legislation, right?
3: Yeah. And, and I feel like I've just been banging my head against a wall Mm. for 15 years. And like I have this major headache and and people (laughs) are dying. And, and like I, can't stop it and you know i want to i don't know maybe we should move to canada if they or australia or new zealand or somewhere where they have like hey guys
2: hey guys common sense yeah new um, zealand is yeah it's unreal Pe- it's, i mean people are being it, like modern day it, lynchings it, in mm-hmm. the grocery store it's it there is no words for like there's nowhere anyone can go and it's and we should we
3: should like take ownership of that that's because we have not been able to pass common sense legislation We've not been able to, you know, fight back against QAnon garbage that, you know, breeds yeah. into, flows into, flows into white supremacy and replacement theory that's now all over the place. And, and I'll go back to Israel for a second. In Israel, they don't have nearly as much gun violence, although when you walk around, you'll see people carrying guns. But if you want a gun, you have to go through a huge process, explain why you need it. And, and you know, and they'll still reject you. Because if you're going to have a gun, it's a responsibility. This isn't like I just bought myself a bicycle. (laughs) Like, what what, what is going on here? This is a gun. If you're going to get a gun, like, you know, have some common sense. Well, you'd think you'd
1: you'd be licensed. We need a driver's license for a car. You need a, you need. I had to get more information
2: to get on Venmo than I just now. I had to verify my (laughs) Venmo account. I have a handgun at my house that I've had since I graduated high school and moved on my own. I, the level, like, I just went to a pawn shop and bought it in Texas, and I still have it. I literally had to give more information yesterday to Venmo than I had to give for that gun. Well, I think that
3: says it all. Yeah. And, and by the way, you, you could probably buy your gun with Venmo. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> the whole probably thing. probably can. the ghost gun,
2: quite you frankly. probably can. Under, like, Miss Piggy.
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, what do you think that, what in your estimation, I know you've been working on it for 15 years, what are you...
2: I mean, so what can like, we do? What can we yeah, do as people? You're a leader, yeah. you're doing things, we're all just drunk and <laughs> pretending we're not depressed and have trauma. What can we do right. when we get upset? I mean this this like latest you know the, the grocery store in New York and then you bought like in Texas, the school has been mm. it has been mm. unbelievable. I mean for yeah. I mean just for me personally, yeah. like there's no even dealing with it. Like I'm literally like, What's for dinner? I can't even begin to yeah. So what is someone to do well, if they just
3: need to I mean, so first of all call it out. Like gotta call it out. I think we need to, you know, speak to people in positions, maybe start on the local level, state level. Um, talk to people in law enforcement. Right? the the, the kid in, in Buffalo, I think he was wearing some kind of armor. They couldn't even shoot him. Both um, both, you know, I was, both, guard yeah. both both kids right? were.
1: Both both kids were. Yeah.
3: Okay, I mean like And they were both do kids. Do the, do the, Right, so, right, we're allowing kids to go out and buy this stuff because they see it in video games, or I don't even know what, or they read crazy stuff on the internet. And we're not having any sense. So, I mean, we need law enforcement to be our partners because they're going to get killed by this stuff because they can't fight back because they're like, it's like these people are armored like they're in a war. So we need local state officials. We need to find, you know, partners with us. We need to act against... Um, you know, work with, you know, commercial entities who we say to them, we're not going to support you unless you stop funding gun manufacturers and things like that. Everyone's got to cut their ties to the NRA, Mm -hmm. right? The NRA is hugely destructive and you have companies, big companies that are, you know, had been partners with them and every company should cut their partnership with them. And, you know, raising awareness is big, contributing to um, you know, the organizations that work on this, but like the NRA is so powerful that you're like fighting against this monster. So every day we got to just chip away at it and then talk to people, talk to gun owners and say, do you really think this 18 year old should buy a- What can we do to what little thing can we do? And, and you can have, you know, your guns. I appreciate that. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I actually think like we should have insurance and we should have lists and we yeah, should have all I these agree. things. Yeah, I agree. I agree um, with all of that. And maybe, you know, we shouldn't have all the access to weapons. But if Julie has to have
2: insurance to have her dorky scooter, and <laughs> I'm going to let you know, Rabbi Lerner, it is Well, that's because of the way she rides it. I <laughs> but, assume but, some but, kind of... I mean, you know, I am very I careful.
3: I don't need to diss you on your scooter. She has to bad. have insurance, that's though. Fine. I don't
2: have to have insurance. I have a gun in my house. Exactly.
1: I don't know. No, right. I don't understand why a thing that kills it, it the the only reason it exists literally the only reason a gun exists is to kill you find animals but people i'm wondering jew yeah. it, mm-hmm. it, it, in jewish terms and i know this is a can of worms i'm <laughs> about to open so maybe we'll save it for next time yes. but i do want to ask you this the the what we're looking at and certainly it's teenagers it's men it's men it's yeah. boys and it's men so yeah. what ca- what could we do what do you think as a rabbi do you think the beginning is of, yes, gun legislation, yes, you know, all all of the insurance, all of that stuff, but where does the yeah. the onus or the education with young boys begin in teaching them about respect <laughs> and mm-hmm. trying to, you know, go against maybe even your own DNA of testosterone and violence? I mean, it's just, yeah. you know, I don't know. I don't know. It's It's sort of just... And as a rabbi i would think Uh, is there something in the torah that
3: you can look at is it where do we start with this well i think that that you're on to something really important which is a cultural phenomenon that's you know in so many places how do we change the culture the dynamic what's praised you look at the amount of violence in in movies and kids now have access you know, through their phones, their tablets, their computers, they can just watch all the time. I mean, I see myself as a parent. I'm failing and I've tried, but it's just, it's everywhere, it's ubiquitous. How do we create a culture where there are other ways of being, and I think we're, we're doing this starting in a little bit, you know, on issues of sexuality and getting, um, you know, young people to start thinking a little bit differently about that and creating a different culture Around some aspects that have been so destructive, um, the Me Too movement certainly has helped. So I see there there's a little bit movement there, maybe in that in sexuality, but not as much as I'd like to see in violence.
2: Yeah, I mean um, that's a culture of, of traumatized, angry young men. Yeah, they are they're traumatized and they are so angry, and they're looking for someone to So I'm not I'm not, an, I'm not an expert
3: in this, but it, they clearly feel isolated. Yeah, many of them were bullied in school. Many of them have are missing some social skills mm-hmm. the pandemic has made it much worse because yeah. then you have even fewer skills.
2: They gained 20 pounds mm-hmm. they're virgins mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. in the pandemic right. I mean yeah I wasn't even thinking of all that but yeah <laughs> um, you know they're less able to connect to people you know they are you know dealing with the inability to have basic social skills how do we help people and if we see people that are kind of meandering into isolation, yeah this is a weird world where people feel isolated and it's not just young people we live in a much more isolated culture than ever before in human history human beings were evolved to live in small groups together supporting one another and we don't have that as much anymore we have elderly people are alone middle-aged people
2: are alone they think they're connecting on facebook they never talk to anyone they don't feel that anyone cares about them and we're all failing yeah we don't even we're, have kids yeah. but we're failing your kids <laughs> we don't do facebook though i just want you to know we do have at least that a good move
3: <laughs> yeah i mean i see my i see kids just like scrolling through pictures and yeah and pressing their phone it's like what is this it's meaningless and i think that we you know as a society and maybe as a planet have to think about how we're going to come together and, and i mean now i'll do a little personal plug but people need organizations, whether it's religion, I don't you know, whether it's something else, but they need places to gather in person, see one another, sit down, break bread together, enjoy each other's company, and talk with one another. And hopefully even people who might disagree a little bit. And that's where it's gonna happen. And and our culture needs to help out. You know, a movie that or a television show that's just lauding violence and doesn't have some kind of moral values. You know, I was watching Saving Private Ryan with my son who had never seen it. And it has a lot of violence without a doubt, but also has this deep sense of like, what does it mean to be loyal? What does it mean Mm. to stand up for values? What does it mean to sacrifice? And it's also just like a beautiful narrative and movie. Like we need stories Mm. and and myths, if you will, that hold us together as a country and as people and as a planet. And we don't have that. We have a very divided world where people are just like, What's in it for me? That's not gonna <sighs> cut it.
2: Well, we love you so much. <laughs> We're thank you so much for coming on. Honestly, that was like mm-hmm. I thought it was really good. I am <laughs> into well, it. I, I love everything. I, have so you had many mo- to say. I
1: know, and I've so many I'm
2: keeping Julie away. I I can't can't... let her dominate your whole (laughs) rest of your week. I'm happy to like,
3: you know, I don't know if there's like, you know, (sighs) there's like a sequel. I'm happy to come on it and whatever it takes, but we need to leave people with something uplifting, which is that, you know, the world has been challenged before. I'm thinking of the Jewish people like, we've had a lot of challenges over the thousands of years we've been around. That's like, true. Julie's people, told us People are coming to get times. us, like, all the time. Like, they're trying to kill us. I mean, you she know. She sounds uh, just like
2: you, Mama. Every yeah. time she tells us every week, Rabbi Lerner, every yeah, week I mean, she so, tells us.
3: But, but at the end of the day, like, we're very, we try to be very hopeful. Mm-hmm. And, like, our, our tradition always ends every, you know, Shabbat morning, Saturday morning, on a note of optimism and hope. And that's the key you know no matter what crazy stuff is going down we got to always say hey we can do more we're going to get through this and the world is um, slowly but surely step forward step back but we're going to move forward and we're going to get to the place let's that have we, some matzo ball that soup that and have. fucking rock it yes exactly like, exactly the game, exactly you know? that's exactly <laughs> it matzo ball soup is probably the Simple, you know what? All all. these problems, I'm gonna have to
2: make (laughs) it this week. In fact, you can come on anytime, please. Anything you want to rant about, talk about, we will try not to get you fired.
3: Um, we're yeah, that's helpful. I, yeah, that's like super helpful. If any of your
1: organizations, um, have an event, whatever, just let us know and we'll, we'll we'll put the word out.
2: Now yeah, this normally this is that. where we would tell you to shout out your TikTok, but we don't want to expose you to in, any inappropriate pervs besides us. So, um, tell our fourteen listeners where they can like support your organizations, reach out to you, whatever you. I mean, these are you know we only have fourteen listeners, but they're very activated. They're all well, like, they're good people.
3: I, I, I'm super pumped to be on this show. Anyone who's listening should hopefully see incredibly how incredibly insightful you guys are and these topics are you can go visit my synagogue at uh, templeamuna.org it is a great we have actually a really fun youtube channel where we have funny videos some serious ones some really boring ones too but it's all there and um you know we like to uh, have a good time have fun support good causes do good things um work on social justice support israel support each other and uh occasionally learn something and come together and, and i'll get to hear your mom hopefully read torah very soon so i'm sure
1: soon. i'll ask her when she's gonna you know what? we should uh make a trip to, to hear her read torah i would love that we should do that you know, you, i don't want to like
3: i don't want to ruin like everything that i do but you could actually just zoom in and watch her through the zoom I feel we like can I just ruin everything yeah yeah. Well, I want to see her do it live. I, I, I know. I yeah, the yeah. live is better. <laughs> totally undermining everything I'm trying to do and say about coming together in person. So yeah. You, and we and I, I do
2: want to say, like, I think, you know, a lot of us are sort of like expats of grody childhood church experiences. Yes, yes, and yes, I think yes. that at, you know, as adults, I think there's something to be said now for finding the churches and the spiritual organizations, Julie and I stopped, we would go to, we called it a spiritual center because church just made Mm -hmm. us feel uncomfortable or (laughs) temple or any of that. We just wanted to go, we're going to a spiritual meeting Mm -hmm. and we just Mm -hmm. looking for those groups that are into social justice, but also just connecting to like what matters in real Mm -hmm. life, Mm -hmm. not zooming, getting up, putting your stupid clothes on. (laughs) And taking your, you know, FUPA and your back fat and going on out into the public (laughs) and sitting there and being like, you know what? No one cares about my back fat and I'm feeling good and I need to just sit with myself and sit with other people and Hmm. do what matters. It's 2022. Let's like get it together. Yeah.
3: Yeah. (laughs) It's hard. Let's be honest. It's not always easy. No. Yeah.
2: It's impossible. Let's be passionate moderates. Passionate. Passionate moderates. Get off
3: your tuchus and do it. That's right. Yeah. Boom.
1: Love you, sexy. That's, thank you again <laughs> so,
2: so much. Thank you. We're going to, this is going to be great. This so was awesome.
3: Please come on oh, again. Like we it. would
2: love to talk to you again. You were so insightful, yeah, so awesome. pragmatic. Yes. Not extreme. We need that. Julie's like ju- like Jewish to the extreme. We want to try to just no. keep going to the middle. She's gay to the extreme. I keep, just get her to the middle. Get her to the middle. There we go.
1: There you go. Thank you, All again, right. Rabbi. Awesome, we'll talk guys. Talk to you later. Pleasure. Bye. Thank okay, you. Bye. Okay, bye.
2: Now it's time for so there's that. Like 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 All right. So this is the part of the show where Julie has to find is so there's that moment that's happening because of or in spite of the diarrhea toilet Republicans and the ignorant Facebook Fox News army that follows them. She hates doing it because finding an uplifting story to end the show on a positive note is fucking hard especially right now when a white man can write a racist manifesto <laughs> posted on Facebook and then live stream himself walking into a grocery store wearing bulletproof combat gear, carrying a modern day machine gun covered in the N word and then murder 10 black people in cold blood in front of hundreds of witnesses and nothing will happen to him. He will sit in a fucking holding cell Waiting for his trial in two fucking years, where he will then be sentenced to life in prison without parole. And then, when he goes to prison, he will immediately join up with the skinhead Nazis, who will protect him, and he will spend the rest of his life watching movies and doing yoga and eating bland, mushy mac and cheese. Say what you will about capital punishment, and you know what? I'd probably agree with you for the most part. Too many innocent, mostly people of color, have been wrongly executed in shitbag red stakes, so I get it. But the fucking fact that premeditated mass murder is not a fucking federal crime punishable by death only is fucking bullshit. There is absolutely no question that that useless, arrogant, white, male piece of shit did what he did give a fuck if he's a troubled kid he did what he did he did what he did and i said what i said he (laughs) announced what he was gonna do and guess what i don't care that he did it with a fucking gun he could have used a bomb he or he could have driven his car into a grocery store covered in the n-word or driven a truck into a black lives matter rally there are 20 ways to skin a cat and though i want ar-15s and body armor banned more than anything What I want is premeditated eyewitness mass murder to be a federal crime punishable by death, just like treason. I don't want someone to spend their life in prison after lynching 10 black people in a grocery store and saying they're going to do it and live streaming it on Facebook. They don't deserve to live. They don't even deserve to live two more weeks. And if stupid fucking idealistic AOC Democrats need to keep making bills about domestic terrorism and keep making bills about gun control, we're never going to get anywhere unless we have a major majority in Congress. And we don't have that now. We don't have it. They don't have it and we don't have it. So Democrats in Congress need to smarten the fuck up and for now, take guns out of the equation and make a bill that makes premeditated eyewitnessed mass murder of three or more people a federal crime punishable by immediate death. Okay, and let's just see how many of these scared, racist, virgin pussies have the balls to walk into a Walmart and go on a murder spree. Because I'm telling you right now, all three of the racist 4chan dicks who killed people in grocery stores were too fucking scared to kill themselves. The Walmart guy didn't kill himself, the Colorado guy didn't kill himself, and the fucking New York guy didn't kill himself. Mm -hmm. They're all three alive and they were all there for a racist reason and they will now look forward to their free ride in prison for the rest of their life and no they won't be getting butt fucked in showers because they will join up with a racist nazi skinhead gang because that's how prisons work i know my whole family worked at prisons my whole life i know how it works i am so livid livid that that guy will not get the death penalty i am i don't even know how to continue like doing this podcast i don't Mm want to know this stuff i want to bury my head in the sand and watch bravo i don't want to have this stuff take over my heart and it's 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 like i i i can't believe that there's just no justice for these victims and for these families i just like i'm like i don't understand why there's not a guillotine in a town square (laughs) that's that's gonna chop you're not just gonna get the death penalty you're gonna get your head chopped off and i would love to see how many more of these people do this they'll be like fucking ar-15 they don't want to get their head chopped off Mm -hmm. in a town square Mm -hmm. nobody wants to and they'd be thinking Uh, The only way I can do this is if I'm definitely going to kill myself Mm -hmm. or the cops are going to shoot me and they're not going to roll in with no body armor. Anybody going in with body armor doesn't want to kill themselves. Yeah, because they'll let a cop shoot them. Right. So I'm sorry. I'm bloodthirsty and furious. (laughs) And I feel bad saying this after speaking to Rabbi Lerner. But I am I can't sleep at night. Because that guy is only facing life in prison. I can't sleep at night. I can't Mm -hmm. sleep at night. That he walked in there with a gun that said, here's your reparations. Mm -hmm. I just can't believe that that human being is... Gets to be served meals and visitation. And and we (laughs) have to pay for it. Yeah. We will pay for that. We Mm -hmm. will pay for that. Fuck face to live. Yeah. I'm sorry that I... I had to go on this rant before your moment of hope. You're so there's that (laughs) moment, but I felt like I could because I found you. You're so there's that. Mm -hmm. And because it's about reparations Mm -hmm. and I just, I have nowhere else to put this anger. Listen, you know, this is the place to put the anger. You know
1: what I mean? What are we supposed to do? What are we going to that? And you know what? My therapist told me that. In the time of uh, mass shootings when Trump was elected and then in the time of mass shootings and then in COVID that they have like psychologists, like fucking, you know, conventions or get togethers or newsletters or whatever. Uh And the most, the most, when those things happen, every single psychologist, for the most part, psychiatrist, therapist, whatever, at least two sessions within that time period is only dedicated for each of their clients. Like 99% of their clients would be dedicated to that because no one can. Like people are in therapy, literally talking to their therapist, talking about the fucking mass shooting and they can't sleep at night because the guy's in prison and there's no because there's no justice, because there's no, no, how do you wrap your head around it? And so you have to find a way to, at least they killed
2: that, the terrible botched thing in Texas, at least when they finally went in there, they shot that motherfucker in the head. I'm quite sure since he was wearing body armor, but at least if they, they have to end up dead. Yeah. They have
1: to. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I'm I'm with you. I'm completely with you. I know that a lot of people don't believe in that. And certainly if you're pro-life, I guess you just wouldn't believe in that. You wouldn't be able to believe in that if you're pro-life, I would assume. Well, that's the so, rule. But we know that that's not the truth. So uh, I know it's hard. And hopefully what I'm about to say will give some... Not really, but... It's a it's something it's something. But my therapist would say you have to be active. That's the only way that you can act, counteract the feeling that you have is to be do something that in in empowers you. And that is in action of the thing of which you are having the feelings of. Because believe me, <laughs> I have many a conversation with him and he's like, OK, well, then you have to empower yourself because you don't feel power. You feel that there's you have you have, you have no power. And those people had their power taken away. Thus, there's no justice. Now you can't sleep at night. I feel you. Believe me. I do. Now, I will say in addition to that, I do feel a little refreshed from our week off. (laughs) Which wasn't really a week off because my brain is still in my head. And there's no escaping the crippling fear and torturous uncertainty
2: of the future. Right. But with that said... And there's no escaping that we still have to then continue doing the podcast. Right. (laughs) Now... We always know it'll (laughs) come again next week. (laughs) Every week. The
1: world keeps turning and politics keeps smelling like rotted fish heads and sexist old thirst clowns. Now, I have to say, even though with all my man-hating rhetoric, hyperbole, and true feelings, this has been the week of the good guy. You got to give credit where credit is due. Now, I... I'm definitely not one for those shows that are like the view or the Real or the talk where it's like we're women and women are awesome and women discuss things and women have voices and we're all like in a women paneled show. But today it's guys are hot week and guys are co-host week <laughs> and let's hear it for the boys and we can't live without a guy looking at us for two seconds, but we're empowered and our voices matter and we're in charge. Please welcome Johnny Depp. <laughs> we don't carry that you hit her. Oh my God, Louis CK. It's fine issues let's talk about them women empowerment you get what i'm saying (laughs) at the end of the day the truth is no one's powerful everyone feels victimized but sometimes for a brief brief moment those moments are strung together and we can continue living and feeling that not every human being is a garbage troll selfish piece of shit now We here at Dumb Gay Politics have enjoyed the freedom and liberty to constantly celebrate in the manner of teasing and lightly poking fun at our governor, Gavin used salesman hair (laughs) Newsom
2: you said he looks Sleaze like a sleaze bag the
1: Guy the guy looks like a More Mormon and more shady Mitt Romney who shape shifts Into a possibly metro Bisexual polyamorous member Of an adult contemporary rock Band from the 70s who makes Sweet sweet tender love to you Your mother your father your Brother and your cousin (laughs) He's a tall drink of salt and pepper water who you can't tell if he's robbing you or massaging you. (laughs) But at the end of the day, whatever shady business he's into, he has always come out onto the right side of the law, politically and legislatively. Whatever you think of him, he's a champion for civil rights and being a giving lover."
2: Now, (laughs) (laughs) Just ask his wife who we saw speak Before Elizabeth Warren at the rally On Super Tuesday Mm -hmm.
1: Now since we were off last week we were unable To revel in this celebration which Brandy Read about and instantly texted Me and I instantly knew This is what we'd be talking about and Trying to feel good about especially And particularly in the light of These fucking horrendous Mass shootings mass murders Racist murders I mean really At the end of the day did you know that the state of California is the only state in our God blessed union that has a task force dedicated solely to the exploration of reparations for African-Americans? Well, we are. So fuck yeah, California. And fuck you to all those who like to call the coastal states liberal elites as if it's an insult. Because you know what?
2: We are elite and we're proud of it. Al- hey, fly, fly above.
1: You're beneath us. <laughs> That's that was right. a
2: Patreon reference, exactly. but sorry.
1: Elite, compassionate, insufferable fucking angels Who don't suck the dick tip of a gun And yeah, we like love to whine about like the climate and equality Guess what? The Republican conservative earth killers don't care about anything but themselves and have turned the terms woke, liberal, left, and Jewish as negative slurs. We here in California know you're just a bunch of jealous thirst dumpsters who would rather see a school of children murdered, have a woman get raped and blamed for it, tell us what to do with our bodies, and hide behind religious freedom rather than lose any of your fake moral high ground for a second to stop and put one regulation for an assault rifle. With that said, California is doing it again and doing it and doing it and doing it. Wow. The state of California is the only state in the country with a task force dedicated to the exploration of reparations for African-American people. The task force was created in September of 2020 under our glorious Playboy centerfold governor and under the Attorney General Rob Bonta. The second paragraph on the task force homepage states, The institution of slavery is in its inextricably woven into the establishment history and prosperity of the united states constitutionally and statutorily sanctioned from 1619 to 1865 slavery deprived more than 4 million africans and their descendants of life liberty citizenship cultural heritage and economic opportunity Following the abolition of slavery, government entities at the federal, state and local levels continue to perpetuate, condone and often profit from practices that brutalized African-Americans and excluded them from meaningful participation in society. This legacy of slavery and racial discrimination has resulted in debilitating economic, educational and health issues. Hardships that are uniquely experienced by African Americans. Now, with that said, the Reparation Task Force released its first of two reports detailing the state's history of slavery and racism and recommending ways the legislature might begin a process of redress for black Californians. So basically, it isn't just the way that you think about reparations as far as giving someone a check, like $500 here or whatever there for the uh, descendants of, of slaves. It is, for example, there's a whole thing about mortgages that they want state subsidized mortgage systems that guarantee low interest rate loans to African Americans. Like that is one major thing in this, in this um, proposal. They also would do Student loan forgiveness and they also Are asking for free community College
2: so there's a lot and of they're gonna, They said they're going to give away a ton of some More scholarships to um, Black students Which is which is huge They're going to get special consideration For scholarships and It's not just going to be fucking Merit-based or whatever the fuck and that Always comes with connections For them to just be in special Consideration for scholarships is Like going to be huge
1: huge uh provide funding and technical assistance to black led and black community-based land trust to support wealth building and affordable housing i mean it's like every part of every part of the economy as it uh, as it is uh for black americans and so and it goes even further it's investments in you know with criminal justice and it's so many different things it's really quite astounding and the people that were commenting on it um everyone is like minds are blown because the the how deep and how detailed um the proposal is there's so much to this report we're just scratching the surface and honestly to me at the end of the day it's the changing of policies and the inclusivity of either very low cost or free community college tuition and making loans and mortgages easier to get and to hold on to in addition to the education and information that this is providing especially for education and, uh, and criminal justice. In my opinion this is what every Republican is afraid of and what they think critical race theory actually is. Well it isn't but it should be and it's this and it's here and it's happening and it's fucking awesome and i encourage everyone to go to cal matters dot where you can read more intensely about the policies or go to ww.oag.ca.gov and search reparations task force so thank you california for being able to have the balls and the humility to acknowledge what this country did to black americans and what we owe them so there's that
2: So that's it for this episode of dumb gay politics. Thank you guys for listening. We love you all so much and we are so grateful for all 14 of you. Please consider joining our Patreon podcast. If you haven't yet, it's $1 for one podcast a week, $2 for two podcasts a week. They're both an hour and we aim to get at least one of them out by like by the weekend so that you have all weekend or the next week to listen to it on whatever day you want. There's no politics, no ads, No structure, no stress, and best of all, no pressure to join the Patreon. If nothing else, you'll be distracted from your own life, thinking how annoying and problematic we are, but you'll be excited that you don't have to fucking hear an endless sales pitch about the Patreon. Mm -hmm.
1: There's a link to a free episode of our Patreon podcast in the description of this week's podcast, or you can go to our website, julieandbrandy.com, and there's a button on every page that says, click to listen to a free episode of our Patreon podcast. If you like it, And you decide to join, you can import our Patreon podcast into whatever app you're listening to this podcast on, like Apple Podcasts or whatever. Uh, Or you can listen to them on Patreon.com, where you can like and comment on the episodes and message us and other members of our Patreon family. And don't forget about our Patreon idol coming up. You got to sign up if you want to hear it. You got to get into it. You got to get into the family if you want to hear it or if you want to submit a song.
2: You know, you're going to want to be a part of it. I'm sorry. Yeah. Maybe you want to be on Patreon Idol. Yeah. Um, but if you don't and you don't want to help us pay our bills and keep our homes, you can at least leave us a review on iTunes. You don't have to write anything. Just hit five stars or one star. We've literally like we've only gotten one. And I realized we were off a week. We've literally only gotten one new review <gasps> in the last two fucking weeks. Fuck, come on, people.
1: We are one racist mass shooting away from quitting this fucking podcast. <laughs> we need our 14 listeners to blow smoke up our ass. Seriously. And as always, it's been real and it's been fun. But mostly, it's been gay and it's been dumb and it's been Jewish. It's been very... Hey, Mazel Tov. Mazel tof. Rabbi Lerner. Ooh, Rabbi Lerner. Our boo.
0: How'd you do, I... Uh? by the light of day But by night I'm one hell of a lover I'm just a sweet transvestite From transsexual Transylvania <laughs> Let me show you a rhyme Maybe play you a sign You look like you're both pretty groovin'. All if you How about that? Well, babies, don't you panic. By the light of the night, it'll all seem alright. I'll get you a satanic mechanic. I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. (laughs) Why don't you? Sweet From transsexual Transylvania <laughs> So, come up to the lab And see what's on the slab I see you shiver with anticipation.